Hey, lovely friends. Well, we're back here again and uh, we began a bit of a journey accidentally, really, I think led by the Spirit of God on, um, on Monday. I, on Monday, kind of opened up a little bit of what I've been preaching with my church over the weekend and maybe you've been on and listened to that message and I kind of felt to do a bit of a recap and we're still there. We're on the third day in because I think this is a huge subject, right? And I'm really praying and I'm reading your comments and I'm listening to people's uh, feedback and I've read all the DMs and so I know that actually this is something not to be rushed but to take our time with because I know this is really helping some of you finally, finally deal with some areas of unforgiveness. That's what we began Monday with. Is there any unforgiveness in your life, in your world that it's time to actually fix and to actually deal with? And you know, so many of you, of course, are saying yes, because we all have those areas. None of us are immune. We all get hurt. We all allow offenses to go deeper than they should. We all allow the pain to linger longer than it should. And I don't want any of us to move into this next season ahead of us with all the baggage and all the weight of unforgiveness attached to us. And so we looked at it. We analyzed what does unforgiveness look like. We talked about how forgiveness is not an event. Remember, forgiveness is not an event. What is it? It's a flow. Forgiveness, if it becomes an event, means that you'll do it very, very uh, rarely, that it'll have to have a big performance attached to it. It'll have to have a judge, a jury, and a sentence. But instead of thinking of forgiveness as an event that you build up to, just think of it as a flow that comes right through you, that Jesus modeled a life that just let forgiveness flow. He just let it flow. And he knew that if he didn't daily let it flow, it would hinder him from moving forward and doing the ministry he was called to do. And if you don't let daily the forgiveness flow, it will begin to hinder you relationally, emotionally, spiritually. That's why the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. That's why it says, be quick to forgive because when you don't let it flow, it begins to become a blockage in your life. And so we talked about that. We've unpacked that. And yesterday we looked at the prodigal and we said, okay, maybe you're a prodigal and the first thing you need to do is forgive yourself. And then we planned to get on to the elder brother, which we ran out of time. And so today's the elder brother's turn. And I think many of you that are watching this, you're probably going to identify with these moments that the older brother is having to face in his life and in his unforgiveness story. Uh, I relate to the older brother a little bit more, I think, than the prodigal. Um, I for sure have messed up and made mistakes, but I think if there was an unforgiveness area for me to get over, it's going to be more like it was for the older brother because I know what it is to be the eldest sibling. I know what it is to be the responsible one. My family love the show Friends. They call me the moniker of the household. I'm the one that likes everything in order. I'm the one that likes the list. I'm the one that likes to take responsibility seriously. And I think if you are wired in a way that means that you carry weight, that means that you step up and say, I'm going to be responsible, then it becomes really hard for you to deal with and for me to deal with people that don't treat the responsibility in the same way that we feel it should be treated. And so our areas of unforgiveness often are around areas where we just feel let down or we feel someone handled something so carelessly that we would have handled so preciously. That's what's going on for the older brother. He is the responsible one. He's stayed home. He's taken care of dad. He's worked 
long hours in the fields. His brother's been out there partying. And now his brother's coming home and his father's going to throw him a party. Oh, wow. It raises all of the unforgiveness. It's funny, isn't it? How we can carry on as if there's no issue until the issue comes home. And then suddenly the gap in our life of unforgiveness is revealed by someone's flow of forgiveness. That's exactly what happened for the elder brother. What the father could freely flow towards the son, the brother suddenly revealed that he could not flow anywhere towards his brother with forgiveness. And so maybe this conversation is reminding you of an area in your life. It could be years ago where there's an unforgiveness gap between you and a brother. I don't even mean a natural brother. It might be a natural family member, but it might just be someone in a church scenario, a leader, someone in your past, someone you trusted. And today I'm praying that you would begin to close that gap. So how do you close the gap? Because this brother failed to close the gap. And I don't want us to fail to close the gap. So let's learn from his mistake. And let's not recreate the mistake in our own lives. Well, first of all, let me give you this point. If you want to close the gap, you've got to stop following your feelings. If you're the elder brother, your feelings, you kind of... You, you feel like your feelings are a good read because you're not over-emotional. You're not out of control emotionally in your feelings, but you feel this sense of it's not right, it's not just, and we can actually justify those feelings being in charge of our decisions. But forgiveness is absolutely nothing to do with feelings. I'm telling you now, if you're waiting to feel like it, you will never forgive. If you're waiting for that perfect moment where you feel like, okay, now's the time to forgive you, it's just not going to happen. You got to understand that forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision. And today I'm asking you, if you want to close the unforgiveness between you and whoever it is that's offended you, you can't wait for some goosebumps. You can't wait for a moment. You've just got to decide, (laughs) grit your teeth and say, today's the day I'm going to forgive. You know what? Today's the day I am done allowing my feelings to keep me in this place of unforgiveness. If the elder brother had done that in this story, the ending would have been so different. But you know, the story goes that he hears the party in Luke 15. And so he calls over one of the servants and he says to them, what's going on? And the servant says, your brother's come home. Your father's ordered a feast because he's home safe and sound. And it says that the older brother stormed off in an angry sulk and he refused to join in. He let his feelings take him in the opposite direction of where he should have been. Forgiveness wanted to go to the party, but unforgiving spirit wanted to go off in a sulk and in a temper. How many times have we allowed our feelings to move us away from forgiveness, to move us further entrenched into a feeling of, I do not want to be around that person. I do not want to forgive that person. And we have to fire our feelings because they make some terrible decisions. And I just want you to know, I know it's not easy. I know it's going to be hard, but sometimes forgiveness just looks like a decision. That's all it is. It's a decision. You just say enough is enough. I can't sulk anymore. I can't be angry anymore. I can't carry this pain anymore. I just have to choose to forgive. Secondly, if you want to have the forgiveness gap closed in your life towards someone else, you have to start listening to the father. The second part of this story, it goes on to say that the father comes out and he tries to talk to the older brother, but he says he would not listen. He wouldn't listen. 
And you know what? If you want to find forgiveness, if you want to move your life towards that flow again, you have to listen to the Father. He's the only one that's going to make sense to you in this season. If you're listening to the wrong kind of advice, if you're listening to other people that are also offended, if your group counsel are people that have issues also, it is not going to help you move towards forgiveness. It's going to keep you entrenched where you are. You have to listen to the Father. He wants to speak today he wants to speak to you and you're going to have some questions like why should I forgive you might have some issues that you're like yeah but what about this but you have to listen to the father who's going to tell you forgive anyway love anyway he's going to speak truth over you he's going to speak life over you but he would not listen to the father there comes a point where you have to decide is it more important for you to be heard or is it more important for you to be healed because sometimes you just don't get to be heard. You don't get to put your point across. You don't get to have your case heard. You don't get to have your cause justified. Sometimes it just doesn't happen the way that we wish it would happen. Sometimes, you know what? Other people are going to misjudge you and misunderstand you because of the forgiveness that's going to flow from you. And you just have to know it's better to be healed sometimes than it is to be heard. In fact, I'd have to say it's better to be healed every time better than to be heard. You know, God is the judge. God is the one that carries the justice. God is the grace giver. God is the fixer of the situations. It's his job, not yours. So you have to resign from needing to be heard and actually just say, I just need to be healed. And if the brother had listened to the father, then there would have been healing that flowed. But instead, he spoke over the father. And this is what he said. He says, the son says, look how many years I've stayed here serving you. Look how much I have given up for you. Never given you one moment of grief. You've never thrown me a party. You've never invited my friends for a party. Then this son of yours shows up, thrown away all your money on halls and shows up and you give him a feast. Look how angry he is. Look how resentful he is. He begins to spew it all out to the father and he begins to speak of his lack of grace and actually just his disappointment. But you know what you have to do if you want to find forgiveness, if you want it to flow, you have to stop trying to find where fair is. See, he wanted fair. He's like, you've never thrown me a party. It's not fair. You never have my friends over. It's not fair. And some of you are about to try and settle for fair. Don't settle for fair when you can celebrate free. See, the enemy wants to tell you fair is the prize. Fair is not the prize. Free is the prize. The father responds to him. He says, don't you understand? You're with me all the time. Everything I have is yours. But this is a wonderful time and we have to celebrate because this brother of yours, he was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now he's found. The father's saying, you don't get it, do you? You want fair, but you have so much more than fair. You always have had me. I have always been here for you. Everything I have is yours. Fair is such a poor thing to settle for when you can have free. You can be free to celebrate what you have and what your brother has. You can be free to rejoice in what is here for you that's never been taken from you and rejoice in what's here for him. You can be free to celebrate and to party or you can actually be stuck in this place where you can't celebrate anyone's success. You can't celebrate anyone else's breakthrough because you're waiting for fair. Fair is not that great. 
And God's version of this story and the outcome of this story for your life is so much greater than the fair will ever give you. God wants you to know that the celebration is not based on whether you get what you think you should have. The celebration is based on the freedom that is already there and the celebration on something far bigger than whether you have a party or not. It's to do with a brother that has been restored. It's to do with a life that has been saved. It's to do with a lost person becoming found. Let's celebrate that. Let's not wait to celebrate the wrong stuff. and Let's celebrate the right stuff. So I don't know if you're an older brother, and when I'm talking, you're thinking of an issue maybe years ago, maybe recently. And you've allowed yourself to get caught up in your feelings. You've allowed your feelings to take you into this place where you're angry. Maybe you're in that place where you're not listening to the Father because you're listening to all the wrong voices and it's making it worse. Or maybe you're waiting for your moment when it seems fair to forgive. And today I just want to say, why don't we close the gap? Why don't we instead go to the party? Why don't we instead embrace what the Father has to say? And why don't we, instead of waiting for fair, celebrate and embrace free? Today is a choice. And so I don't know on this journey which one you are. I don't know if you're a prodigal. I don't know if you're the elder brother. I don't know if you're a bit of both. But the one common person in that story was the Father. He loved both. He forgave both. He celebrated both. He wanted the best for both. Forgiveness flowed through him. And he is the same father in your story and in my story. And today, forgiveness once more, always, every day flows through him. So today, I want to encourage you to run towards the father. Stop holding back and don't let the enemy anymore gain ground in that gap that unforgiveness has created. Today, I pray you'd allow God to help you close the gap and forgiveness flow. I hope these last few days have been helpful. I hope that they've settled something in your heart. Let me pray as I close. Father, I thank you for your forgiveness that flows to us. And God, I pray today it will flow through us. We don't deserve it. We cannot earn it. And yet you freely gave that forgiveness to us. Make us carriers of your forgiveness. Help us heal in the areas of unforgiveness. Today, I pray for everyone watching, everyone listening, that forgiveness would flow in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. You're amazing. I'll see you back here tomorrow. We'll change the subject. But for now, go work on that forgiveness flow.